it's fun to take ethics tests in the modern era and be like, hey, look, it's a bunch of shit that doesn't apply to anybody it's but me and people at my my level. It was the same in the it's military. You take these things and it's you'd be like, oh boy, a test on stuff that only applies to the enlisted. Great. Brett, were you enlisted or were you an officer? I was enlisted. Why did you go enlisted? I was literally, literally too desperate. So the, the Air Force, actually basically every branch had the same issue, but the Air Force especially had the problem where post 2008, there were too many people coming in off the street for the officer position. They didn't even need people off the street anymore. They had so many people applying. Um, they could have shut it down entirely and gone purely ROTC in the academies because they had so many people trying to do it because it was the only way to pay for school at that point. Um, There's so many desperate people. But they kept a little bit of off the street going just to keep that system in place because it's more expensive to shut it down and bring it back. But those people, it was only like hyper specific. There was somebody who was enlisted with me who had an aeronautical engineering degree and they wouldn't let her be an officer. Like this is that's like the level of specificity they were going. It was if you happen to have a specific degree and experience in one of the small career fields in which they had too few officers. Right. It was like the lotto at that point. I had a fucking English degree. They basically laughed at everywhere. Uh, so it was that the Navy wanted to make me go into a submarine. So that was fucking out. They love doing that. Uh, the Marine Corps, I'm above 18 and I'm not completely delusional. So that one's not in play at all. And the army wouldn't promise anything at the time. They were like, I mean, yeah, sure. You don't have to do a combat arms job. We're definitely not going to deploy you to Afghanistan, Iraq, unless we feel like it. In which case, you'll do it and you'll fucking like it. Yeah, you had to pick your uh, top three branches. So you could put like for army OCS, you could put military intelligence, uh, ar artillery and uh, military police. Oh, that should be safe, uh, except in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, they just flexed everybody into patrols no matter where you were. Yep. Like, what, are you going to sit on this fucking artillery piece all day? Hell no. Get in the, the non-armored Humvee and get on the highway of death. As it was explained to me, everybody's an infantry officer first, which, while that makes sense, they also said, we can't even guarantee you the job, as in, once you get through OCS, that'll even be the job you work, and then you're forced to flex. It, they couldn't even do that. So it was like, all right, well, I'm not doing any of those. And then it becomes like, well, how desperate are you? Do you do you want to do this quickly? At, at which point, enlisted is your only option if you want it to be quick. Um, Air Force does guarantee jobs so long as you don't fail at any point in the process. For the enlisted, right? For enlisted. The job you get is the job you will have so long as nothing goes wrong during the process. I knew a lot of people after I got in who got utterly fucked along the way, which I did not know about at the time. and <laughs> would have made me much more uncomfortable. But... Yeah, uh, so that's why I did enlisted. It was the basically the only thing I had, and I figured, hey, at least the GI Bill, I can get a master's, which is what I'm considering doing right now, but I don't have the money to do it. So, yeah. uh, It was just a time thing, right? It was the timeline. Yeah. You're like, I yeah. can get out of here sooner rather than later if I go enlisted versus officer, yeah. and I don't want to be living... I was trying home. to get like a government job. I, I literally applied to, to do the TSA. Cause I was Me just too. Like, yeah, USA jobs. Yeah, yeah. Up. I was just like, I was on USA jobs every single day. I was talking mm -hmm. to, I was talking to um, Vile Rat about, about doing the uh, uh, FSO, FSO, the foreign services officer. Yeah, he gave me, he gave me a bunch of, a bunch of ISK on uh, Eve Online. Yeah, Eve Online. And then he was like, you got a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's like, when you're done mining this meteor, come talk to me. And then I went to talk to him, and he never responded. And I realized that was because he didn't murder in Benghazi. That's a real goddamn fucking thing that happened. Yeah, no, we the, the dude we used to talk to about foreign services oh, yeah. was the guy who died in Benghazi. Like, that was the dude I talked to about it. And the, the reason I didn't do it was because it was timeline again. Like, every government job was like, yeah, we'll get to you in 18 months. And I was like, there's no fucking way I make 18 months. Who is going to get me out of this shithole faster are you sure you didn't join up because you are an imperialist wanking baby killer that never could understand the plight of <laughs> the material conditions of a working class person? Now that I'm older, I just, yeah, I would just live on the street. It's fine. Or do, do crime. I should have just done crime. But at the time I was like, you know what? Crime is wrong. I shouldn't do that. Also, I have an uncle who's been in prison for 20 years because of Joe Biden's fucking crime bill. So I know how bad Florida prisons are for really minor drug crimes. So I, I am a little hesitant to go that route because like nah you just have to believe it can't happen to you <laughs> <laughs>
Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Renlilis Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. This is Brad at Fizzfishizzle. And this is Nathan at Mark's Madness Pod. You want to do Asheville shit first? Oh yeah, yeah, go no, ahead. No pun intended, unless it is, in which case, fuck you, Brett. Wait, <laughs> Brad, sorry. This is, how, this is how tired I am that I'm just on autopilot. That like, I, no, fuck I, you, Brad. Fuck, fuck oh, you. What were we talking about? Oh no, I said fuck you, Brett. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was muscle Brad. memory. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, right now in Asheville, there are protests about the Breonna Taylor uh, abomination of justice. But uh, protesters have left a coffin full of do- or uh, cow shit at the front porch of the Asheville Police Department, who, as far as I know, were not involved at all in uh, this thing that happened in Kentucky. But you know what? I They're like cops. It. They're involved. Yeah, I, I was like about it. to say, see, seeing systematic connections between these or it's not a bad apple. It's this, it's a systemic thing. I, people are recognizing. I love it. And <laughs> and of course, the Asheville Police Department were the ones that on Twitter posted this picture of it, and rural Twitter followers immediately criticized them for saying uh, that's not cow shit. Like you don't <laughs> you, you don't know what cow shit is. <laughs> that rolls. That's that's actually pig shit because you're pigs. Yeah, yeah, roll around in it, bitch. Like, <laughs> come to my farm and try to take my still. Like, you know, I, I live Copperhead Road. Come on. <laughs> this is like a delightful thing about Asheville is you get you get a decent amount of actual lefty people combined with the normal Appalachian hatred for cops. Oh, it's amazing. So, you know, like, obviously, Asheville is almost a parody of leftism, right? Yes. But then you get, like, the left, you know, the, the, the rural, like, mountain folk who are just like, don't, you don't need to know why I'm growing in this valley. Like, don't you bring it in here. Like, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm trying to support my family. And the younger generation don't give a fucking shit about the, um, like the the culture war issues that have def- defined right versus left. So you've got these people like clearly growing lots of weed, making their own booze with lots of guns who don't really give a shit about the cops. Like they're allies, friends. Weed, booze, and guns. That's that's the the, the socialist future. If your if your big tent does not include uh, mountain folk brewing some form of moonshine, I don't want to be in that tent. I, I that is a tent. <laughs> that is a group I need. <laughs> uh, this is a great protest though good for Asheville shades of the French spraying bringing a whole like industrialized shit sprayer to a protest and then hosing buildings down wait hold yeah. on wait what yeah so you can you can look this up like this happens several times like if you ever piss off the French farmers what they'll do is they have these large like you know basically machines that are meant to spray fertilizer and fertilizer in this tent is shit and they'll just bring it into the middle of a town and just douse a government building and, like, this happens frequently. It's, like, a thing that they do. <laughs> I was about to say, like, th- this isn't a one-off thing. This is this is just a tactic. Like, we show up with shield walls, and they show up with just shit guns. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know. Oh, sorry. I just, I was flipping through the TV, keeping up, and something uh, is uh, not good. Uh, IFC's playing This Is 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, why? <laughs> it's just terrible. That way. movie was about an hour and a half longer than it had to be. <laughs> was it 92 minutes or something like that roughly? no it actually was like three hours long <laughs> oh jesus holy cow okay really testing how much you love paul rudd oh not that much <laughs> that was that was basically his breaking point yes 100 percent. we found the one thing you can't do which is wank that hard for that long as his punishment he was forced to go to marvel <laughs> Oh, this now, come on. He really wanted to do Ant-Man. Like, he loved that project. <laughs> I know several stories from that production. I prefer to think of it as punishment. Uh, I want to say before we move on from Appalachian shit protests that uh, <clears throat> Tyler, uh, Tyler Childers, he is a, uh, a fiddle player, and he's a pretty good one. Released a new album. Uh, and the album ended with a pretty, like, pretty powerful song uh, about the violence that's been happening from the cops. And he had to give an interview about the song, and he just released it on YouTube, you can find it, it's easy, where he essentially says, they've been fucking us over too, guys. Like, they've been taking the jobs out and sending the drugs in. And how many people from these mountains would it take for them to pull off before we showed up in the middle of town with guns looking for answers? And I think, you know, for <laughs> proto-leftists or whatever that we want to do things, like, there is power in these hills. And y'all need to talk about Appalachia. There's a lot of people who have been destroyed by the government and recognize the cops as being tools of oppression 
in a variety of ways outside of specifically racist systemic oppression. It's not wrong to be like, to make the connections for people. We're protesting them because they do stuff to us similar to the way they do these kind of things to your community. It is a key tenet of how the Black Panthers started organizing and maintained organizing, especially when they started building the Rainbow Coalition. Just point to everyone and go, hey, you know how you're getting fucked? And it's kind of the exact same way. I'm getting fucked. It'd be nice if we stopped getting fucked, wouldn't it? All right, let's do something about that. That's How could both parties be getting fucked in the same way, though, when they're different races? I mean, that's the only... As far as I can tell, what you do analysis, well, the way you do analysis is you look and you go, okay, what race are you? And uh, uh, how do you like orgasming? And based on that, you decide whether or not to identify with the person and, and see them as a human. Or not. That's as, I, Unless you have some weird third dimension. <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw or gives a shit, but uh, again, in Missouri, our governor, uh, who is, again, not elected governor, he, he only got to take over because the other one was so obviously corrupt that he had to resign before was, his... Was he the one that was sending uh, messages to his uh, mistress, but they were like hooked up to the same uh, iPhone account, so yeah, his wife yeah, was yeah, getting yeah, yeah. them? Yeah, that was pretty he amazing. Had everybody in his office, like all the communications between him and his staff were done through like, uh, a, like a Snapchat style, like send a message and it auto-deletes itself sort of system, and... Yeah, and no one knew, no one could figure out where he was getting his funding from uh, or his money because he started um, the Wounded Warrior Project. That was him, Eric Greitens. <laughs> that was his claim to fame. And then he rode that all the way to a, uh, you know, proto Trump style populist right wing sure. bullshit campaign. Yeah. Um, and there was a, uh, there was an attorney general in Missouri that was responsible for supposedly investigating that uh, particular scandal and figuring out where the money went. And he just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and went, I don't know, money's hard. I can't figure this out. And then two years later, Josh Hawley's in the Senate. That's weird. We mentioned that like the last show that uh, Josh Hawley is, is, is really, really like that's, he is not just like smart. He knows exactly what he's fucking doing. Today there was a, Trump had a big meeting about, you know, like social media, like a, you know, whatever like oppression of right-wing people and we got support our troops and it was you know his random collection of fascists josh Hawley was in that office with him like that's like a first-term senator you know like what what are you doing in there like how have you this powerful already they know exactly who he is everyone talks about josh or tom cotton uh, i need to be talking about josh Hawley. that's no, the real Ho problem Hawley has has like that that weird creepy charisma it, it doesn't come off it like anyone who knows what he's about is like Oh, you're a sociopath. Oh, you're just yeah. gonna Jason, but you're you're full on Jason Bateming Bateming right now. And everyone else just like, oh, he's so put together and smart and Did you call him wait, did you call him Jason Bateman like? You know <laughs> You mean you mean Patrick Bateman or do you mean like the arrested development guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean of I mean the, the guy from Arrested Development. Yeah, I I'm I'm convinced that he may be a sociopath, really. Yeah, Josh Hyler is a competent fascist, but to to square the circle here, uh the current governor, Mike Parson, who took over because the last guy got pushed out to all the scandals, <laughs> current governor just came down with COVID. And his After, wife. <laughs> him and his wife both got COVID. After he had the great quote uh, as school yep. was getting ready to start and we were plowing forward full speed ahead. His statement on what happens if kids get COVID, he's like, well, they'll get COVID, they'll go home, and they'll get over it. That was his response <laughs> to what would happen. False. False. And my wife, a school teacher, oh, let me tell you, she was thrilled about that, especially when they use that as a pretense to push them back with no hybrid, no nothing, just full face-to-face, -face, back in person. No, nothing to see here. Nope. Any time in this hell world, karma asserts itself, because it happens like, you know, once a year at this point, but this is the moment, and it's nice to see. I'm sure like <laughs> Boris Johnson, he'll be totally fine, but one can hope. Boris Johnson's also not fine. In fact, he's resigning from the prime ministership because of <laughs> recurrent problems from his COVID-19 infection. All right. See, there you go. I'll take that. Okay. Still not as good. Right. Still not as good as something immediately axing him. But like, I'll, I will take anything in which the old psychopaths at the top of the system actually have to suffer consequences for their actions. It's so rare that it occurs uh, and it took a literal plague for it to happen to anybody, but I'm glad at least one or two of them is going to get hit. I would just like to real fast tell a, a moment of history since we're in Missouri right now, if, if that would be okay. Me. 20 years ago, there was a, an election for the Senate in uh, Missouri, and it was going to be the Democratic Governor Mel Carnahan 
and a Republican incumbent, John Ashcroft. Uh, yeah. Three weeks before the election, Mel Carnahan died in a plane crash. <laughs> but because of Missouri law, they could not put a new candidate on the ballot. John Ashcroft still lost. <laughs> John Ashcroft lost to a dead man. He lost to a dead man. That rules. And and then they just literally in the most like, oh, you know, mask off. Just, yeah, this is what it is. He just went to his wife. I mean, that's, that's what, fine. I'm all right with no, that. No, no, I'm not. That's one of those things that, like, I no, do not understand no, 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 no. about the, this The system. Democratic's governor's wife took over. Yeah, no, not, I'm saying that's what's not okay. Any point in the system where they're, like, a spouse or family member, it's the same way where, like, uh, with RBG, they're, like, there's now a debate about what she said to her, what is a granddaughter on her deathbed. And the honest truth is it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It, what you want to do with your family relationships or how you want a position of power to be passed along is irrelevant. It belongs to the people. They get to decide whatever the fuck they want. You don't get to make any decisions at all about who it goes to. The fact that you think you do is part of the goddamn problem. This is not Crusader Kings. You don't get to tell people who gets to take your position. That's not how this shit works. You're elected, you're a public servant, and then you go the fuck away. Or you stay in power forever, fuck over a ton of people and die, and then it gets filled. But regardless, you get no say in the matter. It is weird that the system's like, well, uh, we like the way you governed, but... If, you know, God forbid something happens to you, uh, who's the most recent person to swallow your cum? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and it's like, as much as, as much as I appreciate, I think she could do a good job. Brad's mom just doesn't have the, the qualifications. And Brett, I really appreciate your sentiment, but I think in this case specifically, uh, collecting the remains of a corpse that died in a plane crash and just sitting it in the Senate... While I think would send a good message, and I'm before you, you know, I'm behind you on that. I don't know uh, <laughs> how effective would it be that any would be. less effective than any Democrat in there right now? Like how wor- how much worse would jar of ashes be than like Chuck Schumer at this point? We're just default to having another election six months. Do the normal special election thing is if he died in office, and we continue along. The fact that the system can't handle people dying, which is a normal thing that occurs in life all the time, especially to old people who are in positions of power, is kind of alarming. This is the same way Pelosi got to power. The guy in charge died, yeah, left dying, it to his wife. It to then, then when his wife got sick, she left it to Pelosi because Pelosi was her good friend and a great uh, and really great at getting donations. Do you think that's because of campaign finance? Actually, I'm just speculating here. Like, does the the campaign finance chest can that be accessed by the spouse like is it an ownership thing because then that makes sense it's like why would we waste all this money but i have no idea i always thought it was it was genuinely a thing where they thought well if we just let the spouse take it one the spouse isn't going to do much and two it has their name no one's going to yell at us right it's just it's it, essentially the same thing as doing a vacant seat where they just rubber stamp whatever party they were in and right we can that's move exactly along. what it is like the spouse is just she's not gonna you know he or she's not gonna make any waves and, you know, you get to play senator for two or four years or whatever it is. And then, like, you know, just just go back and you'll be comfortable the rest of your life. Just do what you're told and it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's hilarious, too, because in that election, John Ashcroft lost that election to a dead man as the incumbent. <laughs> he was a sitting <laughs> U.S. senator and lost to a dead man. That's okay. Missouri is a terrible place, but you just ratcheted up a little bit, in my opinion, because <laughs> there's no better fuck you to a politician, an incumbent politician, than voting him out in favor of a dead guy. And <laughs> you know what? You know what? His John Ashcroft's next step in his political career was he got to be Bush? the United States Attorney General. Yeah. Attorney General. Bush looked at Bush looked at him and said, "You know what? <laughs> we need a guy that's lost to a man that's no longer alive." John Ashcroft's what? famous thing was what trying to cover up the tits on lady justice because he was terrified he, of he did do he did do that <laughs> he was like I, i'm trying to do justice and i'm getting way too horny looking at this brass statue of justice <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> it's so bad yeah. so for those who don't know might as well get to the new story of the day uh the brianna taylor grand jury just ended today. They came out and said of the... Just uh, started today, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Always a good sign. Daniel Cameron, the the prosecutor or whatever, when asked, like, did you give the grand jury the information? When exactly did they receive the information? Uh, when did they make their decision? And he said, uh, well, uh, we let them know this morning, and it was done by lunch. 
<laughs> yeah. And of the, I think it was three officers that they were considering. Only one officer got any charges. The only charges he got were for wanton endangerment because the bullets that didn't hit Breonna Taylor and went to, into neighboring white apartments. You'll note the bullets that missed and went to neighboring black apartments were not included, but the bullets that missed and went to neighboring white apartments were considered wantonly endangering those citizens who were there and everyone else, all of the other bullets that either killed Breonna Taylor or went into black apartments. Those were all okay. No charges filed on those grounds whatsoever. And everybody gets off scot-free for the actual shooting of Breonna Taylor. There are no charges whatsoever. The reporters were asking him, well, are you going to release uh, information about the grand jury? He's like, I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. They went, well, what about like the, the racial makeup of, of the grand jury? And he was like, well, I mean, I'm black and I speak for the department. This is the guy that was <laughs> at the RNC giving a speech for Trump like, what, a month ago? Yeah. You know, and if you believe in the whole like uh, a prosecutor could indict a ham sandwich theory of uh, legal thinking, the, the the grand jury was not really the the problem here. It was what was brought, right? And so some prosecutor said, "Yeah, we got this guy on three counts of wanton endangerment. What do you guys think? You think he did it?" And like, if the prosecutor is not bringing charges of murder uh, in the second degree, I guess. I mean, uh, maybe they didn't plan on murdering this girl in her sleep while she was unarmed. Uh, you know, that, that sales, but like, it's the prosecutor who said like, yeah, this is what we got guys. He fired three bullets that hit, uh, two Ikea couches and a, um, a PlayStation in a different apartment. And we're going to, we're going to nail him to the wall for this guy's $15,000 bail. Each one of these carries five years imprisonment. So we could get him for a max of 15. He'll serve a month. He's not going to serve anything. I'll he's, call that yeah, now. Absolutely not. He, he's already he's already posted a 15k bond, which is absolutely nothing. And should he be convicted, they're just going to be like, "Oh, we're not going to put a cop in prison. We can go with a uh, uh, parole and probation yeah. diversionary system instead." That's what's going to happen. Isn't the only cop that got ch- the one cop that got charged the only one that was also actually fired from the department? Like the yeah, other two that weren't charged are still on administrative. It's, it's it's clearly set up as like, well, that's the guy we can go ahead and charge because he's not in the department anymore. So everything matches up if you say this was the one bad one. We took care of it. Problem solved. Again, yeah. not charging him for any actual shooting of humans. That that would be a bridge too far. Like there was no you you'd 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 done this before. We've gone we've been through Ferguson. We've been through everything. Like this is not the first time we've gotten here. We were right. They started announcing that they were they were closing off. You know it was a state of emergency. We're bringing in the National Guard. Like you don't do that to say and we're throwing all of them in jail and indicting them on murder charges. Like you knew this was coming. So like last I, I, week, last yeah, well they week certainly knew it was coming because they did it all before they even started the grand jury. Yep. Exactly. So this all, this all, you knew exactly how this was going to play. You knew they weren't going to get. You knew they were. There was going to be no substantial that the the response would be so bad that that there would be protests against it because it would obviously not be adequate. Okay, fine. Knew that was coming. I was not prepared for them to come up with an even more insulting way to not nail anyone to the wall on this or have any actual justice. The concept of saying the thing we are really like, not only do we not give a shit that we shot you, but just to reinforce, the only thing we are worried about is that you did shoot at the property of other white people and you shouldn't have made us have to do that. So bad, bad one cop, you bad. Like this level of escalation of like, we have to keep them guessing on how we're going to just like middle fingers up. We have no responsibility to you at all. We don't serve you. And we are actually against you is just, I mean, I I was not ready for staggering. I was not ready to be surprised. And yet they did it. The, the right wing, you know, response to this from the very beginning has always been, he shot first, right? Anything that happened was fine because Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot first. A licensed gun owner with no priors had people bust into his door without announcing themselves. They said they announced themselves. He says they didn't. Whatever. He shot first, and they lit her up, right? She was lying in bed. But it was fine because her boyfriend shot first. Everything is fine, okay? With this verdict today, the police have said, and the government has said, and the courts have said, it is fine. That they came in, he shot first, they lit her up, but it was not fine that you shot that Ikea couch. It doesn't matter if somebody else fired on you first, you cannot damage property. 
you could have endangered innocent people as opposed to the people you just murdered who were obviously guilty of you breaking into their house. Yeah, they they try to lean on other people uh, within the Breonna Taylor network to get them to claim she's a criminal in order to properly smear her and do the she was no angel bit all the way to the hilt here. Breonna Taylor was an emergency room technician. She was the person doing chest compressions. She was the person cleaning up shit on the floors. She was the person doing that job so she would have a good resume to get into nursing school. And so often we always say to people that like when when African Americans are murdered by the police, they did nothing wrong. Like and I hate this because it implies that you can do something to justify yourself being murdered by the cops if you're black, which is bullshit. But Brianna fucking Taylor was a goddamn angel. I'm a I was a CNA before I went to PA school. All right, I I'm adjacent. The CNA ER tech are very similar. They're on the same lines as far as like how much fucking bullshit you put up with because you want to help people and you want to make yourself better and get into that good program. And that's what she was. She was asleep. She got fucking murdered. And we're watching Louisville burn down now because of that. So immediately afterwards there were normal peaceful protests and the cops just ruthlessly Billy clubbed every person in sight, throwing people in jail for standing there claiming it was an unlawful protest just because they said so, right? You can't stand there and hold up a sign that says, please give us justice. But we've moved on from that to now it's nighttime. And yeah, things are getting real wild. Uh, police officer, they're already reporting a police officer has been shot tonight. Two. We're up to two. We're up to two now. So we're, this is still, we're recording this fairly early in the evening, so I don't know where this yep. is going to go from here. But it's also, this is like an entirely res- expected response. You can only abuse people so much, give them zero possible fucking outlets, and then expect everything to be good. It's also the Democrat playbook, which drives me crazy of like, no matter what off-ramp you give people to avoid violence, we're going to shut that down. You want to elect better people? Fuck you. We're not going to let you. You want to protest and get some change by doing a mass mobilization of humans in the street across the entire fucking summer? No, you're not going to get anything. Politico is now running articles about how, in spite of a mass movement, there's been no policy changes. Like, yes, because no party is going to do that. And so what you're doing is forcing people to the absolute limit and somebody is going to break. And when they do, it's going to result in violence that you're going to cry about and claim this never would have happened if we had just done X, Y, and Z or if these people behaved themselves. It is fucking bullshit. You should actually give people the ability to effectuate change if you don't want bad things to happen. You abuse them and give them nothing. The end result is always going to be some sort of violence. And it's clearly what they've been baiting for. This is what they're trying to get. And the libs doing this bullshit about like, you should just vote is insane, especially for Kentucky, where we just saw all of four or five months ago, they Mm. literally locked people out of a fucking polling place. The only one in the region telling people to vote when they literally cannot. in that state is so obscene that only some stupid fucking pundit in DC would say that to people in the middle of watching one of their, one of the people in their community get murdered and nobody get punished for it. Like it's fucking horseshit. Watching violence occur is a totally understandable result and is a logical conclusion to what you have given them as far as the system that they're living in. And going back to the fucking like decision to fine the cop, and it's essentially what it is, for shooting property, every single lib that comes in and says, I cannot believe you're damaging property tonight. Like, don't, don't, Joe Biden came out and said, don't demean the memory of Breonna Taylor by becoming violent tonight. The state just showed all of them who they value. That cop is going to get nope. fined, not go to jail. He's getting fined for shooting empty apartment or different apartment buildings. So if you are upset about Breonna Taylor being murdered and she was murdered, use that word. Why wouldn't you burn down a building? If they value some fucking like forever 21 more than your life, does that forever 21 need to be there anymore? And all the libs are going to be like, I can't believe this violence. How dare they burn down this Jimmy John's? You know what? Fuck Jimmy John's. <laughs> like, Amen. we don't need sandwiches right now. We need justice. 
Get and a also, free smell of justice. Yeah. <laughs> and also, fuck Drew Brees. He owns two Jimmy Johns in New Orleans, and he doesn't even pay his workers to deliver sandwiches. So triple fuck him. Your sandwiches are so <laughs> not good. Quadruple fuck you. Jimmy Johns, this podcast is now against you. The Godfather <laughs> is fine. The Unwitch is never really works like you said it would. I have strong opinions about Jimmy John's that's near Georgia Tech's campus. Imagine being in New Orleans and thinking what this town needs is Jimmy John's sandwiches. There's none of good sandwiches in the town that invented po' boys and the muffaletta. No, but you're right. They, 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 have, they have absolutely showed their hand here. They are telling you the thing we value most is property, specifically white property. So if you do want to do something that doesn't involve violence against other humans, it's pretty clear what you're going to go after. And it's like, yeah, that, that all of this makes sense. Them doing this thing like they did at Barclays tonight where they put up on the marquee outside this Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote just to discourage people from any sort of violent protest actions. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Do it in a way that'll make other people join you. Right now, the thing that polls best in America out of all the candidates is burning down a police station in Minneapolis. So yeah, again, they have no concept of what people actually want, like uh, of what an actual individual wants. It's what do it in a way that'll make me want to join you is what that should say. Like that's what Ruth Bader Ginsburg is saying. Like do 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 stand up for what you believe in, but only in such a way that is acceptable to people that actually hold levers of power. Because otherwise, it's fucking meaningless. Like that that is what that quote is telling you. Semi-related Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, and not being great on race issues thing. There is a very funny thing that came out from ESPN this week where Rachel Nichols, who's on ESPN. Uh, had the audacity to ask, why wasn't Ruth Bader Ginsburg honored by the NBA this weekend? In a league that absolutely holds equality as a core value, the icons of that equality can't only include those who help the men we see on TV, but those who paved the way for the women who work right alongside them. The, the other thing of that is, of course, like ESPN. Because, I mean, like Rachel Nichols, like whatever. She's not saying anything that the voice in her right ear isn't telling her to say. And that's a way of ESPN, like, knifing the NBA for them losing two whole days of, like, you know, playoff games because the NBA decided to take a stand about Kenosha. Like, and like hey, you know what is going on here? Guess what? Fuck you, NBA. Yeah, we're just like those cops in California demanding that LeBron James match the, the bounty for this killer. Wait, what happened? With what with, uh, regard to the cop what? thing? You you just claimed that cops uh, demanded LeBron James match a bounty on a kill. I, there's like four things that need more explaining than <laughs> <laughs> You guys saw the the footage of somebody came and shot two cops at a car in uh, L.A. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the sheriff of L.A. came out during a press conference and said, "We've got a hundred thousand dollars to whoever like gives us information that leads to this arrest, and we think LeBron James should match that." Uh, <laughs> you know, you're so into like social justice. How about you put your money where your mouth is and find this person that killed two of our guys? Wow, didn't yeah. kill them. They're 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 gonna recover. Everybody's so fucking stupid. Wow, it everyone's so stupid, and I don't know how other humans have the the endurance for this. Like I'm I'm playing life on easy mode. And still, this shit is just so grinding. Like, I wake up at, at 5 a.m. this morning uh, because I'm lucky enough that I, I, I'm still going to work. I'm one of the people that hasn't been laid off in the greatest depression since the Great Depression, which I, I really have a feeling this is going to be like the World War II to World War I, where they're like, <laughs> yep, the Great War. Can't, can't get worse than that. <laughs> but but for economics, in the middle of a fucking COVID pandemic, as things are getting cooler, Indiana fully opens as if COVID does not exist. Everything is open from gyms to restaurants. We're, we're going whole hog on this shit. And I don't, is, I don't know. I'm not psychically equipped to deal with it. I don't know who <laughs> is. Let me give you a piece of good news, though, because since everything is terrible and it will make you feel better, uh, there is a video that everyone should look up where today Jerry Nodler very clearly shit his pants during the middle of a press conference <laughs> and then had to waddle yes, off the stage. Yes, he did. It was so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that man straight up is shitting himself. <laughs> it's not. There's no, like, it's clear as day. Unequivocal. This is what I mean. It's, it's so, like, there, there's... This is the, like, third or fourth ranked dude in the dim house, too. He's doing the Super Bowl shuffle 
out because he doesn't want it to go into his shoes. <laughs> no, you see, I think that he's so. Uh, most of the people like in the Democratic leadership wear briefs. I'm, I'm positive of this. I, I I I have no proof of this, but I will state it confidently. Um, I think he's leaking there. Like, I really think he's got like you know he's the 99 percent no leaks. He's the one percent at this moment. And he's just what, trying to, what was his explanation for this? I don't think he's given he a statement yet. on how he like was he farter nodded and then like it was not. <laughs> but Jerry Nadler, for those that don't know, he is the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Come and on. This is a guy. He's also, I think, like he's like literally half of Rob's height. And so if you know how tall Rob is like eight and a half feet tall. And so Jerry Nadler <laughs> is uh, four foot three on his best day. And there he is, just, just. Nobody oom- walks like that, but for they shat themselves. He looks or, like an oompa loompa who just shit his pants. Or if there's ice, <laughs> if it's ice, if you, if he was, if you were to super, if you were to cut that man out in a in a fun Photoshop style and place him like he's trying to walk on a very icy sidewalk, that might make sense. But that is the only other situation. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> It's so dumb and so awful. Like, I, I guess I sort of thought early on, we're like, yeah, it'll be a good name because it sort of describes politics. It, it, it describes fucking metaphysical reality <laughs> now. Like, I, I, I wake up uh, watching a 17-year-old Nazi with an assault rifle uh, shoot protesters. I eat my lunch watching a fucking... Uh, RNC speaking prosecutors say like we we gave Brianna the best uh, two hour grand jury that that uh, our particular politics could buy. Uh, I start thinking about like oh what about stimulus in the Supreme Court? Oh well one of the people is having a, a mental reboot, Nancy Pelosi, and the other one is literally shitting themselves. <laughs> Everything is just like uh, Biden's brain is is absolutely melted. I don't know how. <laughs> It's just, there's, I can't even finish the sentence now. There's nothing to say. What, it's just, I feel like I'm just staring at the sun. It's burning my eyes out, and me speaking about the pain doesn't make things better. <laughs> I'm going to go piss again. That's the only relief I get. <laughs> but yeah, Rob, I, I don't know that there's anything to, uh, to be done here. You just get ground down. Uh, I personally am just, just trying to watch a lot of cartoons to escape from the hard reality and enjoy a little bit of schadenfreude when we get them like jerry now they're shitting himself or like joe biden floating romney as secretary of state and then the next day romney knifing the entire democratic party you get you get little moments like these and i am going to enjoy watching horrible people get fucked over yeah but i i can't even enjoy that because the thing is i'm getting owned by that guy i watch shit himself yeah oh absolutely that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, no, no. Every aspect of it feels terrible. Watching him have to shit himself on live TV and be uncomfortable for five seconds, which will be the longest he's uncomfortable while he's in power. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy that a little bit. The tiniest, briefest flash of something affecting this dude because I can't. I just like, what is the point? I'm just going to keep making the same point over and over because one of them won't get cut. <laughs> like, what is the I, what is the point of, of politics or this podcast or any like if jesus fucking christ came down and ran for president we would still have the problem of a third of this country is absolutely deranged and can be led by the nose to the right and another third is absolutely deranged and can be led by the nose to liberal market liberalism basically not the left like today i i both saw one of the uh I saw the Krasenstein wife uh, look at the U-Haul of signs at the Louisville protest and go, is there any way Trump uh, Trump or maybe Putin could have coordinated to put that truck there so that it would be ready? <laughs> because Trump knows that, that disorder, uh, or Putin knows that disorder will, will uh, benefit the Republican Party, especially with the debate coming up, so he, he can, any violence, he can hammer Biden on. And it's like, that person has fully become untethered from reality and then on the other side people are looking at that same van and just acting like it's a fucking fucking weapons van or something it's a war rig they think it's a george soros backed war pig like it's like that's, <laughs> they think all the protesters are paid they, they saw a, a clip of a guy holding the back of a cop car 
and riding on a skateboard as it slowly patrolled through Louisville. And, and people were all going, this is what happens. They've cucked our police. Our police have become pussies because they've, they've had handcuffs <laughs> put on them. And I'm like, your takeaway is that the cops are, have been defeated and cowed? That's what you, you're, you perceive as, as happening? And it's like, if that's 30 on both sides, then that's like 60%. And the other 40% of the country that fucking doesn't vote in the first place and is tuned out on all this, they're basically just correctly concerned about how, like our neighbor, you're getting evicted tomorrow. Yep. Or they recognize that neither, they're, they're just more and more alarmed at all the crazies around them and are like, I have no idea what to do here. Or you have $600 in your bank account, which isn't enough to survive a medical emergency, and now someone in your family has got COVID. How do you take that population with that set of beliefs, which is not, you would have to like deprogram people. Like people have been getting I'm essentially. Listening. What are you proposing? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. Go Let me know more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what you mean. I was making like a gulags joke. It's fine though. Oh no, sorry. That's my. I just didn't connect it. I was going with the clockwork. I thought we were going clockwork orange with this, but I either way, e I was going. I was going gulag as well. Damn it. <laughs> How does the tanky not go to gulags first? What the fuck? I'm getting, I'm getting my I don't know. No, I mean, like, it does. I, people are going to become more and more untethered from reality because your reality is too horrifying to look at, especially if uh, what your reality was before was something built entirely off of propaganda and lies. Right. It's not like the algorithms that are radicalizing people are changing. It's not like people are becoming less physically isolated. They're certainly becoming more alienated as they realize there's no way to really affect your ruling class or get them to go one way or another i mean half the people saying we need to vote blue they're already in states where every single person is a democrat and they still have these problems gerrymandering voter suppression the electoral college there's a million things that urgently need addressing because the climate horizon is what 50 years away yeah or closer it gets worse every time the new report comes out yeah yeah so it's just like what is what is the the plan radicalize enough of the 40 percent to fucking do something yep that's i mean genuinely that is the plan radicalize enough people who recognize because the downside of people becoming unmoored from not reality but the reality as it's been constructed for us up until now is that they are open to other ideas uh the downside of that is that they're going to be open to like really deranged ideas like jfk jr is still alive and controlling a cabal to help get out all the pedophiles from hollywood and congress the upside is they're more willing to accept the possibility that perhaps the system in and of itself has created this horror show, has no idea how to fix it, and is designed only to extract value and profits from you before discarding your lifeless husk. But I will say, it's a weird thought, but every time I see that, I just think like, yeah, honestly, more and more of like the, the odder parts of like, ancient belief systems among humans makes more sense to me the more deranged things get because it's like well clearly we have the capacity to believe absolutely fucking anything if things are bad enough i'm, I'm not sure if cryptids are any less believable than than what QAnon genuinely thinks on a day-to-day -day basis like if you were to convince me that there is a mothman floating around somewhere in point pleasant west virginia just like warning people when bridges are about to collapse like and if he's warning for bridge collapses, fuck, in West Virginia, put him in office. That's like, what I'm that's saying. Fine. He's a public servant. <laughs> Mainstream American cultural thought spent the last two weeks or whatever, time has no meaning, uh, photoshopping Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Chadwick Boseman in heaven together oh, doing so the awful. Wakanda salute. <laughs> and then you superimpose that over the picture of her saying, I think Colin Kaepernick kneeling is dumb and disrespectful. And then you, your cognitive dissonance just breaks your brain. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, it, the, the honest answer is uh, all of it is horrifying and terrible. And the hope is you get enough people radicalized that you can effectuate some actual change on the system. That number doesn't need to be another one third it can actually be smaller than that if they are committed enough and capable which was only going to happen when things got to this point not to not to sound because this is not accelerationist like i'm not i i don't take joy in this i don't i don't want this i would prefer any other escape route but i think every i think everyone that's ever studied it you don't you don't get the kind of societal change that we've all we didn't start talking about this until six years 10 years 20 years ago i mean this wasn't a, a thing even that was was gaining traction 20 years ago like things have to become dire 
before what we're looking at is even considered within the realm of, of conversation. I don't even know if we're at the realm of conversation yet. Yeah, we're not. We're not even we're exactly. Not even we haven't moved it even that Guys, far. How how much do you think? How much conversation can we have though when people cannot agree on? reality that they reality. share yeah no like, i wonder is it novel with like the rise of mass media that you know we we are just being fucking force-fed the agenda of mainstream media as our way of connecting to the world in some cases almost exclusively like all day every day does that put us in a, a different or unique position versus other historical moments? Uh, yeah, Rob, you're, I, I've thought about this a lot, and you're absolutely right. Now, a long time ago, we mentioned I, I, on this show, I mentioned something about like we shit on ABC, CBS, NBC, but like those, the, they would never let Ben Shapiro on, right? They would never let Tucker Carlson have a show. And as whatever their biases and their problems were, it created that shared reality that we could base our existence off of. We all saw the same nightly news. Like, this is what is happening. And when fucking Nixon and fucking uh, Roger Ailes figured out that we just need to create our own reality, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the way forward is on that. Because there are people yeah. that will literally, I mean, like, I've, I mean, there are people that are literally, every night they sit down and watch TV and they see a world that doesn't exist, but they firmly believe it does. Do you do you ever feel crazy? Do you ever feel like maybe you're the one who doesn't see these things right? Yeah, constantly. Yeah, like for as much as people valorize Ho Chi Minh for going around and you know reading to the peasants and making them understand, uh, you know what his ideology could do for them, what they could do for themselves, what they could do for their families and and the world around them in a real like material way. These are the steps. These are the theories. It would be very hard for him to read to peasants if each one had a their own bizarre, fantastical read on the world. If each, if he went to one village and he was being asked about, what are you going to do about uh, all the winged devils that soar around at night or the witches that steal? If each place had their own completely untethered meta metaphysics, how do you talk about an ideology that speaks to conditions that they can't even recognize? I, I actually totally disagree with you guys. It's not a totally disconnected sense of reality. The shared belief is that things are fucking terrible and you can start from that shared belief that things are bad and progress from there but also this idea that like the monoculture breaking up is a bad thing uh the monoculture wasn't good for a huge fucking number of people for years like lots of other people got murdered that never once got covered by nbc because it wasn't in their best interests. and the monoculture is breaking up for all that mass media is powerful you can see how much less powerful it is below a certain age once the internet hits it's one of those frustrations i have that like yeah for sure, people are radicalizing, but how much of that is just natural? People finally being able to believe things that are true for them and their communities now that, that there's not fucking Dan Rather with a sonorous voice telling you that everything is perfectly fine. The people at the top can be trusted. They're definitely not shitting themselves on stage. They're definitely not going on Epstein flights like Bill Clinton is while he's in charge. Like, it, it is okay that people finally start to break from this reality, which has not been good for a massive number of people for a very long period of time. Like, that's okay. It is okay. The bad thing is when they reach out of desperation for beliefs that are going to lead them into slaughtering innocents, which is what the fascists are trying to do. You can fight that because the fascists are not fucking super powerful. The exact same things that work for them are... A lot of them work for the left too, but there does have to be, you have less capital. That is a huge issue, but you do actually have to like go to fucking war on this shit. Like there does need to be some attempt at producing leftist propaganda. You do have to make the fucking argument that yes, things are terrible. And here's why here's this explanation. One that feels far more reasonable and less deranged than a secret cabal. There are tactics that have worked and can work still in the modern era. We're just, again, Leftists are never the best at uh, being getting there first and using them most effectively. They're almost always used by reactionaries first, and then we kind of like learn from that and go, oh, oh, fuck, all right, let's see if we can use that one now. Um, so we're, we almost always feel a step or two behind, but that doesn't make it impossible, and it certainly doesn't make it, you know, not, you know, we're not in the nihilist point of there is no turning back. It's gotten so bad it can't get any worse and, and it'll only get worse for infinity. That's there is some some level of of optimism, I think, that you have to keep in this project. 
But I, I really think in a lot of ways, I'd love to just like completely underestimates its power and its organizational ability and exactly what they could do. And like I'm watching like a screen with like 25 different streams on it and they're just, they don't understand. They could just take the police over. Like this could happen tonight. Yeah, you saw it in Minneapolis. There are flashes where you go like, oh damn, that is what a group of people can do. That wasn't the whole city. Just like a decently sized chunk of humans with the willingness to go at it. And it's like, yeah, you you could do those things. It's not like people went home. The protests are still going. Again, I remember, God, it's, it's been months and months and months now because, again, time is a flat circle and none of this matters. But it, it, I was I was in here, I was on the show talking, uh, I guess it must have been before, well before George Floyd, just, uh, man, we're in lockdown and I, I would have expected these quarantines and all this would have been the spark that would have really set things off and I haven't seen any action and Brett, you said it specifically. You were like, "Oh no, fucking wait, it's coming!" <laughs> like we're not we're not anywhere yeah. close to this shit popping off yet. And from that moment on, it has been an escalating series of more and more. Is it get, are the, are the conditions getting infinitely worse? Oh yeah, but there has been an a linear increase in people in the streets, constantly organized. But we're we're not going backwards. We are moving forward at a very exponential clip. Things have been escalating year over year month over month and and we are we are getting to a point where there is there is more hope than there is not hope it's again it's still very early things are yeah. early protest actions are happening i just like largely uh, for all that everything is horrifically depressing and horrifying at basically all times of all days like there are positive notes here the reason that things feel terrible is because change is occurring at an ever more rapid pace and changes and settling and uncomfortable and awful and a lot of terrible things that have been covered up for a long time by the propaganda machine and the monoculture are bubbling to light. Like it wasn't as if cops weren't murdering black people nonstop before you suddenly saw it on every single social media site. It's just that now it's getting covered. You can't fucking avoid it anymore. It's, it's not that these things didn't occur. It's that now you are going to see all of it. All the veneer has been stripped off. You are seeing just how toothless and pathetic the politicians are. You're finding out that like there, no one is, is doing favors for people in power and covering up how demented they are or the fact that they're shitting their pants or that they're having extramarital affairs or the fact that they're going on Epstein flights. Like even when they do try to cover up Epstein stuff, it doesn't matter. The public consciousness has picked it up. Social media keeps it alive. Like it is an upsetting era, but a lot of that is because the sins of the system we're living in are really hard to cover these days. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to see all of it. The bedrock that we've been standing on is changing rapidly. And it's deeply uncomfortable and scary as fuck. But there are positive signs of growth and good things occurring. And we desperately need to latch onto them and gear up as fast as we can. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. The show is Dumb Awful Show on Twitter. This has been Brett at Relentless Board. We had Rob at Dumb and Awful. We had Brad at Fizz Fishizzle. We had Nathan at Mark's Madness Pod. You can listen to more of Nathan on the Mark's Madness podcast. Uh, also, Nathan is in our Discord, helps run it. It's partially a Mark's Madness Discord if you want to come chat with us or chat with him. We also have bonus episodes on Patreon. Uh, there's also additional content like videos, um, including a Polish one from when we went to a parade in the before times. But thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good one. Stay safe. See y'all in the next one.